presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats, stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort no matter your butt or budget. Are you following the 530 Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at 530Bikers. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to 5 Dirty Bikers. We're coming at you live on this Monday. And we've got some special guests tonight. We've got Bert and George from Baggers and Brews. Guys, it's nice to see you again. What's happening? What's up, Dustin? And it seems like Ryan's having some technical problems with his iPad or something because he keeps popping in and out. But I will, tr I will do the best I can going solo. Now, everybody else, Tony's got the ass flu. Ooh. Percy's got, uh, he got injured in the Ascot Olympics. And Brittany's at the Avian Awards with with Jared because they're up for like best scene or something. I don't know. So it's right now it's just me, but I'm sure Ryan will pop back in. So we'll just say hi to the chat real quick. See who's in here. I see Bry, Desiree's here. Awesome, awesome. I know it's been a couple of months since we had one of these. Everybody, thank you for joining in and being patient for us to do one of these lives. It's been a it's been a busy year for us with the bike building all. We've kind of gotten out of funk and off schedule with a lot of stuff, but thanks for waiting around for another one of these. Uh, got a good guest this week and uh, some stuff to talk about that's might help out some of you with your Christmas shopping. So first off, uh, like I said, baggers of bruiser here, George and Bert. Guys, it's good to have you back. And I know we were on your show not too long ago, and that was a good time. And we know that you got something that you wanted to promote too, so we wanted to make sure we return the favor because you helped us promote the the Ironhead giveaway yeah. that we did. So uh, you guys have got a fundraiser that you got uh, you putting together, and you want to tell everybody about it. So coming up, I mean, we're in November now, but for 2024, we are going to dedicate the entire year to raising money for Tunnel Towers. So living up here in the Northeast, it's definitely a charity that's near and dear to us. So um, we were trying to figure out we haven't done anything like this with the channel. Uh, we've been, I guess, maybe looking for the right fit or kind of looking for the right time. And we've decided now is it. And um, we're going to fundraise for the entire year. But we're putting together a, uh, a poker run and biker event on July 13th, right? Correct. So we were sitting a couple of weeks ago and I was like, instead of doing a group ride, cause we've done a couple of group rides and they were always a good time, but instead of doing a group ride, maybe I looked at Bert and I was like, maybe we should just do a poker run. And that, and it was just like, I kicked a snowball off a mountain. Yeah. Took the idea, gave it to Bert. And that was the end of that, you know? Yeah. Poker run wasn't, wasn't good enough. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't enough work. We had, to, we had to go full bore and, and I don't know. I don't even know how we, developed into that but now yeah. it's, it's going to be an all-day event uh the poker run will end where the event is but we're going to have vendors and we're going to have uh food trucks and music and beer and biker games and some raffles and just all kinds of stuff whatever we can whatever ways we can fit things in that'll raise money for this uh this cause and for the tunnel to towers foundation that's kind of what we're going to do yeah. so um yeah, it's we're kind of in the early stages of planning this, but we just you know it, we've been kind of trying to pump it out there to everybody and let them know early, you know, because into the summer, people's schedules get filled up with with things, bike events and stuff. There's rallies, you know, going on all summer and whatnot. And we just wanted to get the date out there, 
so people can put it on this you know their calendar and maybe plan to come i know we had we had a lot of people come from pretty far for our group ride so we're hoping that we'll get the same kind of turnout for this you know a lot of the, a lot of whether it's our subscribers or other youtubers and support you know to come out and support it but that's why we're pumping it out now because uh, there's a lot of planning to be to yeah. still be done and we're in the early stages, but we're getting a lot of traction right now. We're getting a lot of people um, reaching out, messaging, messaging us about being involved in it. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely humbled by the fact that we've gotten so many messages over the past few days of like people just, how can I be a part of it? How can I help? Um, Brian the Biker is in the side chat. Brian is helping us out with it. Um, some of you guys may know Superman of NJ, our buddy Sam on Instagram. He's also helping us out with it. Um, and we've got, you know, a lot of, we've got vendors who've committed yeah. We're uh, we've got bands that have volunteered already. We're going to try and have music all day long. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's turning into really, really great. Yeah, it sounds like you got a good you got a good head start. We know how stressful like events could be and stuff like that. Yeah. We're not always the most organized when it comes to some of the events that we've done. The last one went pretty good, FTBM, because we got to piggyback off of another event that the dealership was doing. But having to do it all yourself, it's it's a lot of work. A lot of people don't realize how much goes into doing an event. I mean, doing them at the dealership I work at, it's it's probably the most stress I, I get there, and I usually don't get stressed at the dealership. Yeah, but they, there's a lot that goes into it, especially when you got bands, food, everything. You got to make sure you got to get your contacts in and everything early because a lot of stuff fills up, especially in July. Oh yeah. So well, it's just like so much we do as creators. You know, people see a product or they see that day and they come out and enjoy that day. And a lot of people don't don't have you know insight onto what went into making that happen. So. Yeah, it's like when they see a video or a podcast, they have no idea the planning and editing and everything that went into that. Oh yeah, yeah. We can and so, and so you that. guys are doing it as a you guys are doing it as a one day event. Then is that is that the whole idea? No, well, no. We're gonna we're gonna be raising money. Um, it's gonna be a year long uh, campaign to raise money for Tunnel to Towers. There's gonna be um, they they are actually gonna set up for us a link to basically a page where you can go to donate. So that will be. We'll be pushing that all year, you know, let people know about that and try to get people, you know, that can't come to the event. But the, the, the big ticket thing for it is going to be that event on July 13th. But we're going to we're going to be trying to do stuff year round. We might try to do some, um, you know, raffle some things off on some lives and things like that throughout the year. We're going to try to keep it going all year. But mm -hmm. the event itself is just the one day in July. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely keep us in the loop. Uh, we'll we'll help out as much as we can, whether we you know make a donation or you know sponsor something or whatever we can do. Just keep us in the loop. We'd love to help. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. And, and I mean, and just mentioning it here and there and getting the word out is is you know a huge help. So yeah, you guys got updates on the event or whatever. We'll we'll push it too. Don't okay. yeah, don't be afraid to send along some information. We, we like to help other people out. We got so much help with the bikes, so we got to return the favor. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad that, you know, things got so busy. We couldn't get you guys on again, you know, before the, before Sturgis, but it seemed like, you know, for everybody, things just kind of flew by the minute like June hit, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. The summer, the summer was, uh, the summer was nuts for sure. And the, everyone, <clears throat> everyone got busy doing their own things and, you know, it just, uh, it, it flew by as, as fast as, as, as fast as we, uh, you know, thought it would. And uh, ours was the same thing. Like the, 
you know, before we knew it, our event was on top of us and, and, and the bike was done and given away and gone. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it, it, it would seem like the, the lead up is really what, really what took the most, uh, the most time, right? The actual day, that day is going to fly by for you guys and you're going to be like, oh shit, it's over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's all, it definitely sounds like a good time. Again, keep us in the loop. Uh, it sounds like July. Are you guys going to Sturges? It's still up in the air. I, I'm yeah. trying to go. Um, I don't know that I'm going to make it, but he's definitely trying to go. I, I'm trying. I'm planning for it. Um, it's a strong possibility that, that my wife and I will go. Okay. Well, if you guys plan on going a little early, uh, we just wanted to go ahead and put this out there because we haven't done a live in a couple of months. But Five Duty Bikers Meetup will be at the Iron Horse Inn in Whitewood, South Dakota, July 26th through 28th. You can call that number for reservations and get a good rate on a room. Not too far from downtown Sturges. Great hotel. Greg and Andy, I think they're in the side chat. They joined us on our Patreon uh, meetup a little bit ago before we went live. But, yeah, you guys make your plans if you want to come out because it'll be the week before the rally. You won't have the rider congestion. And we'll get some good riding in. And they've got everything you need right there at the Iron Horse. And then, like we said, Sturges isn't too far. They, they've got a what they call the bus so if you go if you want to go to the rally and you're staying at the iron horse you can get carted back and forth right oh nice yeah yeah and they got, they got a, the eye bar there and very comedy yeah. it's it's really it's really a good it's really a good setup so you you go out you ride all day long you come back you grab a couple drinks at the at the eye bar at the iron horse and then you head into town you don't have to worry about having your bike downtown you don't have to worry about all the traffic and all the other stuff you don't have to worry about driving you jump on the bus and go right back to your hotel at night. It's a it's a really, really convenient situation. And then it pulls you, you know, you can be in all the all the you know, the fuckery when you wanna be, and you can be out of it when you wanna be. Yeah. So it, it's a really great situation. Yeah, for sure. Nice. So if um I know there's there's some people that are coming to FDBM that are gonna stay for the rally. I, I won't get to because I won't have that much time off, but I think Tony uh, Ryan, I'm not sure if you and Dave are staying later, but I know there's some people that are coming that are going to extend their stay to experience some of the rally that haven't been yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll try to make it next year or something like for sure. that. But I'm yeah, excited there's... for this. I'm excited for a long trip and going to ride up in the Black Hills and do needles and the dick road that you were talking about. The dick <laughs> road's got, awesome. That you, that you guys did. <laughs> yep, but. yep. We did a uh, the our, our friends from the Iron Horse Inn. They they took us out uh, on a ride. And it, it goes kind of all all around that area. And uh, afterwards, um, my buddy Bob showed me a picture on the map of the ride, and it it looks like a dick. So we called it the Dick Ride after that. So yeah, ironically enough, the entire ride on a map looks like a dick. So it was uh it was pretty it was pretty funny. <clears throat> How'd that feel? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm a little sore when you stop. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, I mean, it, it, ironically enough, the ride was good, right? Uh, it was, it was, you know, way longer than I expected it to be. Mm. <laughs> you had to go there. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. I want to. I'm, I'm just. I'm the thing I'm looking more forward to than anything is watching Tony ride his bike more than 50 miles. <laughs> So this is the first time you guys are doing the FDB. Like this is a new location, right? Is this- yeah, this is this is a hundred percent new location because we've pretty much been Midwest and Kentucky. Yeah, right. yeah. Since we started this thing, and 
Yeah, we had we had a great opportunity come up with the people at the Iron Horse, and we just we made something that worked, and we. I'm I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be a fun time. Is this our is this our fourth is this our fourth different location for it, Dustin? Well, we, we, we did we did we did out um, uh, here by the river, and then yep. we did we were supposed to do Kentucky, but it got right. canceled. But then the following year it was Kentucky, Kentucky, and then it was Uranus. Uranus. Then it was Kentucky, right? Yep. So the, and this will be how yeah, this will be South Dakota. So yeah, this will be our fourth different location. So. That's so cool. It'll be nice. That's cool. Yeah, it gives it gives some it gives people some opportunity that maybe are a little further out west that do listen to the show that it, it it'll be a little more accessible for them to ride. Yeah, from like the west side or whatever. But what kind of what kind of numbers do you guys get for your turnout? Um, I didn't really count FDBM this year, but I know the year before in, in Uranus we had the most jammed up in there. Yeah, that was uh, about. That was a hundred. I think we had a hundred that year. Jay, Jay said one hundred and fifty people. Yep. Um, I don't know. Last year, it, it, because we piggybacked on another event, it was really hard to tell without yeah. talking to every single person who was there for, you know, the, the FDBM or who was there for the, what they had going on. But yeah. we, we had a good turnout. There's a lot of people that came to to see the bike drawing and everything. And yeah, hopefully, a- you, hopefully, you guys have a good crowd out for your thing. Yeah, it was funny. You know, we did, we did a group ride a few years ago, and everybody was like, how many people do you expect to throw to show up? And we are like, ah, you know, 10, 12. And uh, somebody, we went in the bar, we had some drinks, we were getting some breakfast, and uh, somebody's like, you got to come out and see the parking lot. And, like, all of a sudden, there were, like, 40 bikes out there, and then nice. bikes were like, started in and rolling in, and we had... Uh, it like, 60 bikes. Yeah. Wow. Bikes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, good for you. That's awesome. And then it got, then we did it last year and it got a little bit bigger. Yeah. And that's when we started thinking like, mm. it's hard to do one big giant group ride like this and can, you know, without police escort, you know, shutting off roads. We had, we yeah. had people blocking for us, but it was getting a little crazy and we were starting to worry about, you know, things happening. So that's when we kind of switched it up and decided to go this route this year. And we were oh, we did do brewery, so you know it's tough to get a yeah police. As I said, yeah. the bird, we should get a police escort. And he's like, think about that for a minute. <laughs> that'd be a different. That'd be a different escort. That's for sure. Bar to bar. <laughs> so, are you guys are you guys big fans of, of group rides like that? Um, I, you I, don't, have to know. I don't mind group rides. Well, you're always in the front. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean I, I mean, yes and no. Um, it depends depends on the crew. I feel like depends depends on the crew. I've done them where I haven't minded them, and I've done them where that's been just a slinky shit Actually, show. I will say, any group ride that I've been on that I didn't lead, I always had some fucktard next to me that was jacking up the ride. Yep, every single time. The Adam Sandoval <laughs> ride. Where did you get that guy? I don't know. Some clown, and he was just screwing everything up, man. <laughs> I whoever's the worst rider in the group ends up like right in front of me, and it just jacks up the whole ride. So yeah. I like I like leading them, so I just leave everybody behind. I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of group rides. I mean, I like to ride solo too. But we, I went to a ride a, a few months ago, and I don't know if this guy was drinking before the ride started or something. But he was wobbly on his feet. It, it didn't look like he was going to keep his bike up at a standstill. And we got to like our second stop, and the guy almost rear-ended the guy in front of him because he wasn't paying attention, which in turn almost makes me rear end him. Oh. And I'm like, we need to ride in the back or something. Yeah. Or 
I said, any more of this, we're just going to veer off and just meet everybody back at, at home base. But it ended up being okay. We didn't really have any problems after that, but it was for a good cause, so we wanted to stay in the group. Nomad Matt said in the side chat, uh, Thags and Bruiser ride was fun this year. The blockers were insane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got some crazy friends. The guys that we have on blockers, they're, our, they're performance bagger guys. And they are uh, they are a, a, everything a performance bagger bro should be, including the fact that they're you know they're in a full face helmet like no shirt shorts and you know sneakers, and uh, they uh, they ride their bikes the way they built them, to say the least. Well, yeah. some of them have to get the most out of it while they're working. Yeah, you know they're always broke. <laughs> <laughs> always broke. Sorry, Sam. <clears throat> All right, cool. And well, we spoke a little bit before. You guys started something else new. And if you guys do watch Baggers and Brews on their YouTube channel, you would know that this isn't their normal setting. This isn't their normal this, this spot. Is the, this is the podcast studio, man. This is uh, We started a podcast, and uh, much to the shock of some people, it is not the Baggers and Brews podcast. Yep. It's called This American Ride. And uh, we wanted to do, we wanted a platform where I feel like people go to Baggers and Brews for good times and bikes and beer and rides and everything that we've built, you know, the Baggers channel to be over the years that we've done it. And um, all the rest of the stuff that we wanted to talk about, we didn't want to like kind of mingle in there, you know. And uh, so we just, we create a, you know, a separate platform to talk about whatever it is that we want. Yeah, yeah, so it's you know we dip into politics. Yeah, we dip into what else have we dipped into? Dipped into we've talked about um, social media. We've talked mm-hmm. about men's health. We've talked about what else are we talking about? Just like fun things, not necessarily serious topics. Yeah, just yeah, stuff you know, guys in their mid forties, like what you go through learning the country issues that the country has and different viewpoints of it. And we actually had our first guest on. BR Ford, Brian Ford was our, our first guest the other day. It was the first time mm. we're just about through a season, the first time we had a guest. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Dipped in a dip, dipped in a politics. That's a that's a brave one right there. We we yes. have some we have some very express rules of uh, three or four topics that we do not talk about on the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. And politics is one of them. We do we steer very far from that topic. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I mean we kinda of, we basically do on baggers and brewers as well, which is why we wanted something different. That's why we didn't want to have it the same, you know, name, Baggers and Brews podcast or anything like that, because we are kind of straying from that and kind of getting a different crowd, you know, yeah. of people. So but yeah, Good I mean it's not just politics, but you know, we're not we don't shy away from it either. Yeah. It's, so well, it's, it's good to it's often. good to have some variety for sure. I mean, if you're if you have a, a a lot of different topics that you're talking about, you're going to appeal to a lot of different a lot of different crowds. Yeah, well, that's the hope. Yeah, and it's uh you know it's it's as creators, I feel like we're what are we five years into backers right now, ish somewhere going on, there going on five, going on yeah. five years. It was just refreshing to do something new, and you know, the podcast have definitely intrigued me. There's a few that you know we've listened to. And um, it seems, you know, from the outside, it seemed like a lot of fun. From the inside, it's been a technological nightmare for me. I mean, I'm working out the kinks, but there's always something that forgets to happen, you know, that I forget to do. So, didn't hit record. 
Yeah. <laughs> that happened, happened, happened to us a couple of times. times. Oh man! Times. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Just just wait till just wait till you do everything right. You hit record. You get just a fucking banger of a podcast, and then uh, and then all of a sudden something happens at the end, and technology just fucks you, and everything is gone that you oh, just yeah. did. That mm. that's gonna happen too. I mean, we've we've probably experienced just about every single. Uh, every single technology faux pas that can happen in those situations, and it, it's never it's never fun. It always gets you more frustrated than anything. We did one a few weeks ago, and I, I said to Bird, I'm like, listen, we have a podcast this week. I said, uh, things went wrong. And he said, well, what went wrong? And I said, everything went wrong. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we have video and we have nothing else. We have crap audio. I have no, no audio in the road. I had terrible audio at the stream yard. I, know, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> uh, there's growing pains, but I mean, you guys are sounding very good with your setup there. So you got that covered. There's a lot of people that don't, you know, they, they don't put the investment into good mics. Mm-hmm. And you got to sound, you got to sound good. It's, it's the most important part. I mean, your your audio first yeah. So yeah to make sure that's covered yeah yeah that's that's if we have any advice for anybody that's doing a podcast it, you have to get your audio dialed uh-oh <laughs> it's funny it happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see there you go you have there to you go. your uh- I, I actually yeah. thought he was effing with us. <laughs> Sam, uh, man, if he was messing with us, that poker face was good. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> Yeah, well, we got five of us in five different locations. I mean, yeah. you don't know you don't know what's going to happen, and we're relying on a strong internet connection mm-hmm. and all of that to make it work. Because we've done a couple of these, you know, together, and they always go good that way. And I wish we could do it together every week it's just not possible with our situation with yeah. the distance but now you guys will have a lot of fun with it i'll uh i'll definitely have to give it a listen sounds good no ah, thanks man and audio audio even youtubers man people creating youtube videos audio is so important i mean so, yeah. if i have crap audio on, on a video i just i click right off it. i can't i can't do it yeah you gotta have the audio no matter yeah, what it's, so. yeah it's still just as important it's more important than video because you would rather watch mediocre looking video with good audio than vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because if you're starting to hear people peeking out and static and all that, it, change the channel. Yep. Yeah. Not, nothing. Nothing's more frustrating to listen to than mm-hmm. or watch than bad audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Bert, how's the the new bike coming along? The new bike is coming along nice, man. I mean, slow and steady with the with the upgrades, but um, I'm loving it. I love the new bike. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I miss my old bike. I was had a connection with that bike, but um, this bike is kind of quickly making me forget about it. It's a I like the M8. Um, I didn't I didn't think I would. Obviously, it doesn't have the same sound. It's right, not quite as nice as sound, but yeah, these pipes that we put on they sound really good. The bike has a lot of power and pick up the tabs, don't nice. you? Got the tab, the full tab exhaust. Yeah, uh, we put the tab handlebars on there. Um, starting to get a few of that Van Black products that I wanted. Got just put the tour pack on. I got a few other things. We got a whole freaking box of Zero 3D lighting to uh to go on there this winter. Just kind of waiting. Those are going to be winter projects in the garage. Um, what else we got? Kind of stuff. The bars were the big thing. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people don't realize Tab makes bars. No, they do now. They always well. I, I bought I bought a slip on from them the, the first year I had my soft tail because they were they were the only ones that offered anything. I didn't know they made bars at that time. Maybe it was something more recent they started something doing. Something more recent. Um, I think the prototypes were released the last year. Yeah, you had the first set of sixteens in the country. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he started with twelves and fourteens, and then he went to sixteens, and the sixteens on a road glide just looked killer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love them. They're the inch and a half, nice and beefy. Yeah, it looks really good on the road glide. Like you said, 16s is just, just high enough um, to look cool. And so we turned around and put the same ones on the new bike. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's coming along good. I love it. Little little bits and pieces here and there. Um, but I'm, we'll be working on it for a while. Obviously, it's content for the channel. But I love for it. Sure. It's definitely- yeah, I'm going to have to reach out to Ciro because I've been looking for – my, my, my bike is kind of a redhead stepchild. It's hard to find exact fit parts for, for my particular soft tail. One, they don't make it anymore, but even when it was around, they didn't. a lot of companies didn't want to bend the needle a little bit just to make stuff a little bit different for it. But, um, yeah, I haven't checked out Ciro. I think I need to to see what headlight options they have. They have a few headlight options, um, and they have a lot of universal parts that will fit on just about anything, um, like their perch mounts and... You know, they, they make a lot of stuff that is like bar clamp stuff that will fit. Um, I think people probably don't look for that stuff because they just assume that it's like mostly bagger, bagger, you know, lights. But there, there's a lot more than that. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, we could probably go ahead and dive into this. I know a lot of people probably got some stuff on their wish list or some good ideas for this. I know I got a couple and there may have been some products or gear that you guys particularly liked in 2023 that you might want to share that might be good options for people for Christmas gifts, but what to get a biker for Christmas. That's the main topic of the podcast. I know I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out because I talked about this on the show a couple of times and I can't remember who recommended it, but it's the air moto pump. Oh, yeah. This is a great stocking stuffer or something yeah. from under the tree. And I'll get my old man one of these for Christmas. I hope he's not watching. But um, this thing, I, I took it to Florida on vacation. I keep it in my bike as long as I'm riding. And it's it's a great, useful tool. And I'll take it to Sturgis next year, too. Yeah. Didn't we, a, we had one of those on our last Christmas, what to get a biker? Yeah, on our, on our last, last year, Christmas list last year, I think, what, what it was. And, uh, I mean, anything tire related is so important for people because I mean, it's one of those things that can, you know, even if it's just like a simple plug kit and that, and that air, you know, air pump, it can be the difference of you, you know, getting to a dealership or getting put on the back of a record to get to a dealership. Yep. So, yep. Hugely important. Yeah. Like a plug kit would be a good stocking stuffer too. They would be. Yeah. A, pl- a plug kit was on, on my list. The one thing, the one thing I think, uh, you know, it's an affordable item. It's an easy thing to put on there is that uh, um, there's a company and, and uh, I, I don't normally say go to Amazon, but this one's worth it is Cruise Tools. Mm-hmm. Um, they because they make very specific toolkits for a Harley Bagger, a Harley Softail. It's going to have all all the toolkit that you need. And and I recommend getting their toolkit and getting their multi tool and putting the multi tool in the toolkit. Um, because, uh, I, I got mine last year and I tell you what, that thing, 
um, I have I've had my multi tool for a while, but I got the toolkit and I put them both uh, both together, and I've used it three or four times already, and it's it's well worth it. Okay. Yeah, I have a cruise toolkit for for Bagger. Um, they make them a bunch of different ways, and you know what? They're not the best quality tools, but it's kind of good because they are a little bit lighter. They fold up into that little blue bag, and you can yep. add a few things in there. And uh, definitely, definitely worth the uh, definitely worth the purchase, and on Amazon. Right. Well, and and what I like about it, like you said, is they come in that blue bag, so it's not a black bag that you're putting in the bottom of your, your, you know, your black saddle bag or your back black line saddle bag. Like you can see it, right. You know exactly what it is and where it is and that kind of stuff. So that's, uh, that's definitely one of the, uh, you know, one of the things I think that you should have in there. And like Dustin said, uh, if you're going to go with an air moto pump and, and you have tubeless tires, you should, you should have a, a tire repair kit in your, mm-hmm. in your, uh, on your Christmas list for sure. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, did you guys, did you guys pick up any, any good gear this year that you think was just a home run you'd want to share that people might be interested in? You're, you're wearing the ones right now that yeah. we, uh, you'd have to like throw your leg up. Don't, uh, throw, don't throw your back out. I'm, uh, I'm wearing <laughs> some, uh, front boots right now and I'm in love with them. Oh, those have been, yeah, I've seen that are. a lot online. Yeah. Lately, the brunts. Yeah, they, yeah. they advertise like crazy on like social media and whatnot, but um, yeah. they're super, I, I mean, we've gone through a lot of shoes. We've done shoe reviews on the channel. Um, mm-hmm. We've tried a lot of stuff. I know like you, we both wear like a, a cowboy style boot, um, like Ariat's, but um, we've tried some other ones and the last ones I tried, they were okay, but they weren't, they just weren't that comfortable. They were kind of tight and didn't feel great i put these on man and they were just like flipping into heaven man I, I've, I've been rocking the crap out of them but what we have a couple months now yeah a couple months and, it's and just, uh, they're it, just they, there was like no break-in period they like yeah. instantly felt great mm. I've, I've done a lot of walking in them and they feel good um unlike i mean I, I liked riding in a pair of harley boots that i had but like then getting to a rally or something or walking around in them they're like heavy and just not comfortable to walk around in so so far, these have been great for walking around. So, I give them a ten out of ten. Highly recommend. Um, yeah, you know, definitely. how's the how's the weather resistance? Because uh, that was my thing. I, I rode in rain, and I I did five trips this year, and I rode in rain in five trips this year. And so, <laughs> how's the how's the uh, weather resistance of those Brunt boots? I, I can't tell. You. We haven't we haven't actually. I will say this: on anything that's nothing's not caught in bad weather yet. With no, nothing is waterproof, and when you're out on the road, especially if you don't have lowers, you're going to throw water into shoes, and I feel like everything is going to get wet. Um, good stocking stuffer. While we're on the, you know, the uh, on that topic is REI, uh, the outdoor store. You can get them in any outdoor store. The waterproofing spray. And whenever we go on a trip, I always hit my boots with that spray. It doesn't last long. It lasts you the trip, but it definitely helps. You know, definitely, definitely helps. And I would do the same thing on those because I have Ariots that are just leather, but my feet don't get wet in them because I just soak them up with this waterproof spray. And, you know, I I tell you what, I I tell you what, uh, Ryan, you got to answer this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my uh, that's that's my wife, by the way. So yeah, t- uh, Tiffany says, any recommendations for valve stand covers for a bike? We got We got We got to fill them in on the backstory of this too. Yeah. So one of our one of our good friends that came to uh, uh, came to FTBM and has been in a couple of them. Um, 
he uh, decided it'd be a great idea, and he got some Valve Sem, sem covers for, for all of us, and uh, he snuck them on our bikes, and it just so happened to be they are a nice uh, cock and ball setup that you get on your Valve Stem. <laughs> So, uh, so, I, so I've been I've been rocking the cock and balls on my valve stems now for a while, and uh, I, I tell you what, it's it's worth it, and I and I really want to I really I really want to get some secret video. I, I really want to get some secret video. Of, Not sure you do. Of of uh, the guy who changes my tires the next time, and he's got it. He reaches down to to let the air out. It's just you know, he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So he so, just he just snuck him on your bike. Yeah, he snuck him on. He put him on my bike, Dave's bike. Uh, in fact, Brittany didn't realize she had one on her bike for a month before she even knew it was there. Okay. And she's like, yeah, my boyfriend just went out to my bike to uh, make sure he, we had our, our tires were aired up before our, our trip. And she go, and he comes back in and he goes, Britt, there's a dick on your bike. <laughs> so, that's, that's so, yeah, ballsy. It, it was good. Yeah, it was a ballsy for sure. It's a cock and balls <laughs> for sure. So, uh, yeah, so so that was uh, that's worth it. But the other thing, uh, so you were talking about uh, lowers on your bike. One of the things I invested in this year because I rode in so much rain, because um, I actually, uh, on our first trip, we got caught in that much rain, uh, to, to kind of, to your point, yes, there's nothing that's completely waterproof. My rain suit actually funneled the rain into the inside of my boots. Yep. Yeah. And I ended up dumping out water in a truck stop bathroom. So one of the things I invested Damn. in, and you, and you can get them also in REI, um, is, but I got mine off Amazon. I got uh, boot gaiters. So I put them on over my boots um, um, before before you put your rain gear on. And I tell you what, it was the best money I spent all summer long. After that, I had completely dry feet and not the not the slip on like big rubber covers, that kind of stuff. Right. It's it's not a condom for your foot. It was a it was a it was a gator that just goes over the top of your boot, but it, it, it goes up to the, you know, the lower half of your leg and it just keeps the water out from funneling into your boot because then it sheds down your your rain gear and down this gator and on and, and off. Right. So if you have those boots that are, you know, that are waterproof on the bottom, uh, you're you're going to stay dry. And, and that was some of the best money uh, I spent uh, in my off season and they would make a great stock stocking stuffer. So that's another thing. Nice. nice. It's, and uh, it's, I see frog togs makes them and I just, they, they make, I, I've seen people wear like, the, it's basically like the shoe condom yep. it's been footing. I, I don't know. I don't trust it. Yeah. Well, this one, this one is great because it, it's just like a strap that goes underneath the bottom of your boot and it doesn't cover the whole boot. So you still have the grip from the bottom of your boot, but it covers, you know, over the top of it. And it, and it kind of fills that gap of where your rain gear always ends up pulling up. And that, you know, and this, I'm not talking about a light rain, right? I mean, if anybody went to Sturgis this year, they know it rained like a motherfucker out there. And that was the kind of rain that I, that I ended up riding in three or four times this last year. So. Yeah, we've uh, we hit rain. Our, our last trip was, uh, I think, Daytona when we we hit rain. We it, always hit rain. It, well, we always do, but I feel like the Daytona rain was bad because it was like from basically Daytona like into South Carolina, and then the temperature dropped to like thirty, and then we just froze. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was it was no bueno. Miserable. 
right. But yeah, we 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 do always hit rain. I mean, that's part of taking a long trip is you're you're going to be in the rain. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to be in some weather. Yeah. I, I, the the other thing I think that's worth money is if you if you are taking long trips and you're gonna and you're gonna gear up and one of the things that's again it's it's not something that you're just gonna want to wear all the time but a good a good pair of of waterproof gloves. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of companies out there that make some good gloves that you know they're they're not very they're not super expensive but they're just something great to throw on because man if you guys have ever ridden where your hands just get completely soaked. I mean, that is your hands and your feet, right? That is one of the most uncomfortable feelings riding in the rain if your hands and feet are wet. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had waterproof gloves. You don't even use gloves for the most part. Just in really cold weather. Yeah. But yeah, no, never waterproof. Usually leather, but never waterproof. And you can... you can do uh, you can do a lot with leather gloves too. You can obviously mm-hmm. use that that uh, waterproof spray. You can wax them too. A good pair of waxed leather gloves. Those things are practically waterproof. Little beeswax. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, you know, shine them up. Hmm. Everybody in the side chat, if you got good recommendations for Christmas gifts, let's have them. We'll uh, we'll put them up on the screen. We'll talk about them a little bit. Or if you want to know what kind of wax Ryan uses on his gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same wax I use on my mustache. So there you go. <laughs> Is that, that Captain Hook uh, earwax? Uh, maybe. Uh, there you go. The, George, the other thing. Have to wax up those new gloves that you got. Uh huh. Yeah. Let's see what's up. The other the other thing that uh, that it, it would be good too, uh, and I don't know if you guys use it, but bug slide man can never have enough bug slide. Love bug slide. You use bug slide. Yeah. yeah, I love that stuff. That's another good stocking stuffer for sure. I haven't got oh, yeah, because you can get the small travel kits, too, that yep. come with the yep. rag and then the small little, I don't know, three, three four ounce bottle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and we, sell that. we sell that at the dealership, too. It, it sells really well. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if you're t- talking about a good gift for Tony, uh, all you guys need to do is go out there to Amazon, too. You can buy one of those kits of uh, uh, what they're like. There's like 30 sh- of those. Uh, Oh, what the fuck are the, the towels no, that... No Man Matt said it's called Wax Off. <laughs> wax Off. <laughs> the, the uh, uh, you know, the... What what are those towels? That, the, the towel that comes with the bug slide. Uh, the microfiber? Microfiber, yeah. Because, uh, you know, the micro... Contrary to what some people think, oh, you just use a microfiber 47 times and it's just as good as the first time. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Right, they get too much shit in them, and before you know it, you're scratching your paint instead of cleaning yep. it. Right, yep. so, mm-hmm. but you can you can buy microfiber towels again off Amazon for next to nothing. You can buy like a, uh, you know, a thing of thirty of them for like fifteen bucks, and then you just use them a couple times and throw them away. Yeah, I get them at Harbor Freight. Every yep. time I go to Harbor Freight, it's like a it's like you know it's like a staple. I just get get the get the rags and then whatever else I'm there to get. Yeah, we actually, we actually have a bin of, you know, the dirty ones we keep in a, in a whole separate bin. Because honestly, I feel like even when you wash them, I wouldn't like clean my bike with them again. Right. Once once they're done, yeah, they're they done. get a couple uses on the bike, and then they go to like doing other stuff. Just yep. not, not the paint. Yep. Use them for uh, for oil rags, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whatever, anything around the garage is not on the bike after yep. a few. Stoking up uh, brake fluid if we're bleeding some brakes. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Heck yeah. yeah. So do you guys? So you guys, you guys are in in New Jersey, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
And so are, are you, are you, do you have close to an all year season or are you like a couple months off or what, what's, what, how's your season look? It's consistently inconsistent. Is that the best way to put it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we get cold. We get plenty of cold. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't seem like we've gotten a lot of. It's thirty degrees now lately, but in the last few years. But we get cold. But the problem is, that, like, you don't want to just put the bike away because we get we'll, we'll get days that'll warm up into the the forties or fifties in yeah. you know, January. So it's like you know we don't put it away. I I make it a point to get out at least a couple times a month through the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do it, even you know, no matter what, if it's cold or whatever, just just to do it because I'm not. I'm not winterizing the bike and I want to just get out there and run it. Yeah. I don't think any of us winterize the bike. I think, I mean, I know people in Jersey who do, but I think probably most people, most people don't. I mean, the thing is, is the salt on the roads because they do, they do brine and salt and towards like when you get to that March, that late February, March, if they haven't used the salt that's in their budget, like just at the threat of snow, they'll throw some salt and brine (laughs) just to use it. You know, so it's, it's kind of, that's that's the biggest thing, but I mean, they say we're getting snow this winter. Whatever. I mean, some winters we get it, some winters we don't. We've been lucky for like yeah. two or three years. I feel like we've been lucky. But I feel like if you if you want to ride and you have the proper gear and you have some heated gear or something like that, you can ride year round here because we don't get yeah. a ton of snow. Sure. We, yeah. we, we had a guy from Virginia just told us we were not real bikers because we don't ride in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a that's not a thing up here. We get we get the kind of cold that will kill you. So yeah. We 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 shut it down. So I we could have we could be riding right now because we don't have snow and we've had a lot of really nice weather. But I'm I'm working uh, away from home right now, and so my riding season was done a, a month ago. So wow. Yeah. My big thing around here is it's it's shotgun season. And the deer are on the move. I about, well, Thursday and Friday this past week, I had a close call on the bike and in the car. So I'm, because mm. I don't get off work until 5 o'clock. And since the time changed, it's sundown at 5.04. And by the time I'm home, which is 40 minute ride, it's, wow. you know, it's pitch black 20 minutes before I get home. And sure enough, big buck, 50 yards ahead of me. And I was looking for more. I was just scanning left and right for because I knew when you see one, you usually see more. But there was just yeah, one. You're scary. Just one made me pucker. I'll tell you that. Yep. You had a pucker moment on a bike with a deer. Yeah, I had a deer. Um, <laughs> and what did I? A how, mo- how long were you riding? A month. You're riding a month, right? Yeah, yeah. I had my license about a month. <laughs> it was my first bike. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know if it was a month. It might have been the first couple of weeks because I was all excited and I, I went out after work to go take a quick ride. And I was still like, you know, I just was learning, you know, mm-hmm. and I just went like just off my street and down one street. And we live we live in the woods. So I'm cruising along. And it's it's like just about to be like dusk. And um, I'm riding down the straightaway and I saw way up in the distance. I saw a bunch of deer crossing the road. And I'm like, you know what? this is probably a bad time of day for me to be out here, you know, especially with, you know, having no skills just starting. So I'm like, I'm going to turn around and go back home. I turn around, I start going back home and I got up to speed about 40 miles an hour. And I see out of the corner of my eye, here comes a deer right out in front of me mm. and talk about pucker. And I crap my pants and I, actually, <laughs> the seal didn't hold. <laughs> it was a small, it was a small deer and it was, uh, it was young and it like got right in front of me. 
and my, my front fender hit it like on its hind haunches and he like he, he pulled his like legs up and and like flew off to the left but and the bike just kind of the handlebars went like that and then i was able to just kind of like recover them and it straightened out and i you know i didn't crash or anything like that and i right I, I slowed up and i slowly rode home and i put it in the garage and closed the door and went and sat on the couch and didn't say shit to the wife uh, that would have freaked her out so I, was, I don't think i had told her i didn't tell her the story for a while it scared the crap out of me but you probably uh, didn't tell her that story until glenn got hit by the deer yeah i think so and that was a that was wow, a, a couple years later that was close for you too though because you had abs then i think did you? yeah that one almost that one almost slid into my right it was like maybe a foot in front of me yeah uh, so and yeah it, 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 two deer come running out we were riding in a group and uh it was daylight it was it was probably like mm-hmm. four o'clock 4 30 in this well maybe like five o'clock but it was the summertime and we we're riding on a back road and we came around a bend and you could see these two deer like running like they were kind of running parallel with the road and then they were like coming like out onto the road and when they hit the road um they both like lost their footing the deer and we just started sliding and the one deer the for the first one slid in front of my buddy who was leading and then like right in front of me and i had to lock up on it and then the second one actually hit him and took him out oh right i got we got to tell them the story about on the way to uranus missouri my my friend my friend john oh yeah go yeah tell him that so so we left a lot of us met here in illinois not too far from st louis they hit 64 to to go right to uranus which is about 150 miles so we were probably less than 20 minutes from waynesville Missouri, which is right next to Uranus, but it was, it was busy. It was like early afternoon and there were semis, you know, in every which lane. Well, I'm in the back of the group and in front of me is my friend, John, who my wife works with his wife. So that's how I knew him. And then everybody else was up in front. Well, before we could even see it, almost this little baby deer runs out in front of this semi Mm. Plays Frogger, misses the semi, misses it, and then it runs and hit uh, hits my friend John's um, highway peg, mm. and it went around him and slid right in front of me into the side of the road. Mm. That was a pucker moment. Ooh. All it did was it knocked that highway peg like 180 degrees or like 90 degrees or something like that. He didn't have any damage to his bike, but. That would have been catastrophic for him and me if that thing wouldn't have slid all the way across the road into the shoulder. Yeah. Because, I mean, this thing had just started walking not too long ago. It was a baby. Yeah. A little That's design crazy. intervention there, boy. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. These are all reasons why I bring extra underwear when I travel. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know, you just you just told me three stories of, of adult men that shit their pants riding their motorcycles. So, Listen, again, man. just... Just, just reason to make sure you have enough underwear on a on a trip. Good stocking stuffer, extra underwear. <laughs> dude, I'm happy these these days to get dude underwear. Wipes. Yeah, I, I, dude I, wipes, dude, dude wipes. wipes. There you go, dude wipes. See, we're, yeah. we're, we're all over forty here. We're all genuinely happy to get underwear and socks this this, this time in our lives. <laughs> story. I can't wait. The holes are getting too big. I got to throw them out. All right, especially nice underwear, right? Because, oh, yeah. you know, it keeps all the bits and parts in places. He <laughs> <laughs> said the bits. <laughs> so, uh, no, honorable mention to Jay Tomes in the side chat um, with the layup and 
Mr. Nomad Matt with the slam dunk. <laughs> J J Tome says battery tinder would make a good gift, spelt T I N D E R. <laughs> and Nomad Matt comes in with the slam dunk saying it's tender T E N D R J. Tender's a whole different thing. <laughs> Shopping for gift cards. <laughs> yeah, Jay's like, Tinder would be a good Christmas gift, maybe for Jay. <laughs> Buy a bike or Tinder. <laughs> Three month subscription. Uh, uh. Oh. Mm. oh man! Good thing he didn't say, but good thing he didn't say grinder, and he just said Tinder. I mean, oh. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> battery grinder. <laughs> no, we should. You know, Ryan, we should give away an Adam and Eve gift card for our next Patreon giveaway. I think that would be hilarious. It would be hilarious because they're everywhere. Maybe. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And it might, and, and you know, maybe you can buy one of those cock and balls you can put on your your valve stem. Mm. See, our our Discord had a had a whole other thing that they were sending around that still becomes a mystery. Was it the uh, the chocolate dick that they were uh, sending people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody in the Discord knows where where they came from, but like five of them got it. <laughs> Nobody yeah. tested. It. Wasn't us. Do you know who you it was? To, I have no idea. You sure you don't know who it was? I mean, it wasn't me. <laughs> you have to send it in the winter time because you could send a chocolate dick and just get what looks like a pile of shit in the mail if you don't send it when it's in the winter time. Started as a dick, ended up as a pile of shit. <laughs> well, if it's coming from North Dakota, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, well, and then you get a frozen dick. <laughs> I think right, they call they call that a Kentucky Klondike bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, you're welcome. Ryan, you can Ryan, use that. Ryan put some thought into it though. He put some thought into that gift. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Ah <laughs> uh, man, the the wife was starting to turn on the Christmas movies. I'm just not ready for it. Not it's yet. time, man. The lights are on. I need my planes, trains, and automobiles first before I watch any Christmas vacation. <laughs> Where's, your hand? Where's your hand between two pillows? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded <That's>... remarkably similar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie, though. Yeah. Hey, the the best, you know, there, there's two good movies. Obviously, you have to watch A Christmas Story, right? But the the second, my second favorite movie of all time at Christmas is Bad Santa, right? Yeah. Because if, you know, if you can't watch Bad Santa and laugh at a boy that carves the guy a dick out of a, you know, out, out of a piece of wood that he Come calls on a now, pickle. Come on now, that's a wooden pickle. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just, it, it just, it, it just is one of those things that brightens your day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, what are the baggers guys drinking tonight? You guys, I know George's got a drinking hand. You got what? Are you guys get sipping on over there? No, this is good. I'll let Bert tell his story. He's uh, he's drinking water tonight. Ice man. water, ice water. Ain't you, were on, that. you were on. Uh, how long of a fast right I'm now? On a seventy-two hour. Well, I'm not. At, I'm gonna do a seventy-two hour fast here for the for the holiday. Hmm. Don't ask me why. I just like to make bad decisions. Has <laughs> <laughs> to challenge himself. I like to I like to punish myself and challenge myself. I'm about what am I about? 
26 hours in. There you go. 26 hours into a 72-hour fast? Yes. Good Lord. Somebody send him a steak. I'm telling you. Yeah, I just I just sat and watched these guys eat dinner. <laughs> and, I, and I drank some uh, bone broth. That's it. Did, did, it make you, did it make you angry seeing people chew food? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not there not yet. yet. I think by this time tomorrow is going to be rough. Another 24 hours, and you're going to yeah. be you're going to be ornery. Yeah, yeah. But we're doing um we're doing uh, Thanksgiving with my wife's family on Wednesday night, so I'll be breaking my fast with that. Oh, okay. Pig out on is that is, is that what you is that what you do? Is that is your fast? Is it like a colon cleanse? Are you trying to completely empty yourself out so you can hit that so you can like ingest an entire turkey? No, actually, I'm not really doing it for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, we are leaving for a cruise, so I'm, I'm getting my, my speedo body on. Oh, week. yeah. You're trying to fit into that yellow yeah. banana hammock, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got, Bay- you got Baywatch calling you right now. You don't. You don't need uh, you don't need anything falling out the side of that banana hammock. That's right. We're going on a, a, a pineapple cruise, upside down. Pineapple He's not gonna need any clothes oh, and that's going on. <laughs> a, pine- a pineapple cruise. Yeah, man. You better you better consider hitting the waxer before you go to that pineapple cruise. I'm gonna I'm gonna manscape. The sound of that thing is gonna go. Mm. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna stop like my lawnmower when I ran over fucking leaves yesterday. <laughs> He's got the new and improved lawnmower six point five. <laughs> Tony uses the Cox five thousand. It's got a pull start and everything. Yeah, that's right. I think I'll chip a tooth. <laughs> well, if you guys got questions in the side chat, again, thank you guys for joining us on a Monday night. And Baggers and Bruce, thank you for filling in for the other three that couldn't make it tonight. It was good to talk to you tonight. And of course, we aren't done yet. But if you guys got questions in the side chat, please let us know. Um, I think we have um guest next week is uh, JET Films, who just released an awesome video on his YouTube channel. It's a full-length film. John, and, yeah. Uh, John... John Tagley, we've had him on the show before, but the guy knows how to make a video. Sure. And this oh, video nice. that he, so it's basically he, he kind of made his own performance bike category in a cholo. He did, yeah. He put a one thirty one in a, what is it, a eighty eight? Was it an eighty eight inch Evo? It was an eighty eight. I don't think it's a twin cam. Twin cam. It's twin a cam? twin cam. Okay, yeah, but it, was it a deluxe? It, uh, it nope. It's a Road King. Oh, it's a robot. So he he had a okay. he had an 88, 88 inch twin cam that he built out into a one thirty one, and he ended up getting hundred and forty nine horsepower and one hundred and sixty four foot pounds of torque after he got done building it out. And uh, he didn't. The reason why he he kind of defines it. He says kind of at the end. Uh, you know, because all the performance bagger guys are gonna are gonna jump in and say it's not a performance bike, blah 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 blah. He defined it as his own category because he didn't sacrifice the looks of a cholo, um, but he, so he kept all of those things. I mean, we're talking. He replaced every bolt on that bike with titanium. Um, he shed. I, I think it was a full. It's a full cholo with a 26 inch front wheel, and it weighs 700 pounds. Wow. So he wow. shed a shit ton of weight. I mean, and that that bike 
it's the it's the meanest orneriest bike you'll ever see and and if you haven't you got to go check out the video because his videos are his videos are full movies they're fantastic they're some of the best videos you'll find out there on the market um anywhere i mean he should be he should be making videos for a motorcycle company somewhere um mm. but his his stuff is really really good and this bike is it's one of the best builds I've ever seen, and it looks exactly the way that it's supposed to. I mean, it's got an air ride suspension, you know. It's it's 16-inch apes. I mean, it's it's a it's a monster of a bike, and it is fast as fuck. Uh, guys, the link for that video is in the side chat. So if you want to check that out after this live stream, uh, go yeah, check it out because that. that guy that guy can make a video. Like he, yeah, he he knows what he's doing with a camera. Plus, you like yeah. to support anybody who's doing long-form content right now because it is not the popular thing on YouTube. That is for sure. Yeah. No. I mean, wait, no right? It's like all. a full-length film. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah it's an. It's ninety minutes, and the yeah. last time I checked, he had like twenty thousand wow. views already. I mean, it's fucking nuts, Funny. dude. His. It, but but when you go when you, when you see it, you get four minutes into it, you might as well just just get it get just get a beer and fucking sit down because you're not going to want to stop watching it. It is really, it's really well done, and and if you go back and look, all of his shit is like that. And he doesn't, he doesn't fuck around. Like he's not trying to make YouTube money. He has copywritten music in there. It is, it is. I mean, he's balls deep in it. It is really good, and uh, and he doesn't use, you know, he doesn't use eighty eighty five thousand dollar cameras either. He uses a drone, some GoPros, and you know, like a like a Canon. I mean, uh, it, it's he. He really is. He's got some skills for sure. Nice to check it out. Yeah, definitely have to check that out. So, you know, it's interesting. Like the performance bagger guys that we ride with, and we have like a pretty strong. I would say we have a pretty strong performance bagger culture in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, every one of them will tell you, like when they build a performance bagger, what the first, the core of that bike is, and it is not the engine. Suspension. Right. Suspension is number one to those guys. Yeah, suspension uh, number one. Su- suspension, braking, bars, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's kind of a kit for performance baggers, I think now, and yeah. so that's why he, you know, that's why he 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 definitely defined it, you know, outside of that performance bagger category, um, because he didn't want to sacrifice one single thing that you would find on a regular like cholo, um, mm-hmm. like because his bike looks like a show bike, right? But it yeah. is out of control. Um, you know, he, he, he actually renamed it 131R because so many of the things that he put on that bike would be considered, would be considered, uh, um, race components. I mean, so much so that he had the whole bike put together and the clutch system wasn't working for him. It was slipping it. It was slipping when he was Mm -hmm. tuning and he, and he did, they disassembled it and he, and he went with a different clutch system. Mm. I mean, uh, he, he, you know, worked through every single thing that you that you'd expect somebody to do um when building a bike it, it is phenomenal that's awesome and he doesn't keep any trade secrets he tells you every single part i mean if you wanted to go out and build that motor you could build it because he, he tells you every single thing that he did to it huh? nice. so so here's a question from iron horse in mm-hmm. and ibar how did you get your name baggers and bruiser are not familiar with your show how did we get the name? How did we get the name? You kind of came up. Well, uh, it's yeah, um, well, I mean, we when we started to throw around in the social media thing, we originally went, um, I think 
like even under Instagram it might be like baggers bites and brews or something like that. Cause we were thinking about doing food in there with it somewhere. And yeah. the more we researched YouTube, the more we realized that that was too many things to be doing a channel on. And we basically, as a group of friends, were riding to breweries on our weekend rides. We'd always try and find a new craft brewery to go ride to. And yeah. when we started filming that stuff, I mean, baggers and brews kind of just seemed. It's kind of right. Yeah. It just kind of seemed natural at the time. So it was this uh, is going back early 2019. So. Yeah, I guess 2019. Right. Isn't that interesting mm-hmm. when you when you do something on YouTube, you have to you have to have it in a niche. Right. But then you do a podcast and you can do a podcast about 50 different niches. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's an interesting scenario. I mean, they tell you to niche your podcast, too, to, to be most successful. But like, I don't know, I feel like. I feel like we followed the rules with YouTube and when we came up with this American ride, I mean, that's why we kind of came up with a name that could encompass a lot of things, you know, from a podcast perspective that the whole point of the podcast is we just didn't want to have any rules of what we couldn't, couldn't talk about or couldn't, couldn't say, or, you know, what have you. So that was the, that was the thing. I don't know if it's going to be successful. People seem to like it. We're getting a little bit of traction with it, but, um, you know, it's the, early. It's really early. The easy yeah. just yeah. You'll enjoy it. Getting you know, getting to take off that filter is mm-hmm. one of the funnest parts that we like about this whole thing because we all did YouTube, yeah. and you know, there's yeah. restrictions if you want to be successful with it and everything. But I mean, this this is just for us. I mean, for me personally, I could probably speak on behalf of everybody on the show, but it's it's more fun to do this from from our angle. But, yeah. Hey, you can do you can do your podcast, and one of the greatest things about it is is that when you're talking about saying or talking about whatever you want, um, you know, you can say fuckity fuck 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 as much as you want on a podcast, and you don't have to worry about demonetization or hurting someone's feelings because it's not regulated nearly the same as uh, YouTube is. Right? There's gonna you're you're not gonna get somebody sending you a message saying, "Hey, your podcast can't say this or do this or whatever." Um, so that's, so it gives you a, it gives you a creative freedom that you don't have in some of the other outlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely it does. And, you know, we've kind of, I think the other thing is when you brand it that way from the beginning, like, like you guys have, you know, with, with you know, five thirty bikers, when you brand it that way from the beginning, it, it kind of gives you that freedom. Yeah. And a lot sure. of people, like when you start your YouTube channel, we didn't necessarily know what the hell we were getting into. No I mean, we were right. going to do, you know, the Adam Sandoval world record ride. And we were like, let's document that. And let's put up a couple of videos in practice. And then all of a sudden we had a couple hundred subscribers and then it started growing. And mm-hmm. I mean, five years later, it hasn't, I wouldn't say it's blown up, but no. it's been a grind. We're, you know, pushing uh, 18K as our next subscriber, you know, milestone on YouTube right now. Oh, that's nice. That's Congratulations on that. Good, Good for you guys. Thanks. So, so yeah. I kind of I kind of put a feeler out there. I was thinking about starting my channel back up because I can do videos from the dealership. Mm-hmm. Just kind of give that perspective of what I do every day and day to day stuff. I mean, hey, listen, I, it would, I wouldn't be religious about it like I used to be. It'd probably just be maybe a video or two a month or something like that. There was a guy who used to record himself working at a Harley dealership all of the time, and you know what? Yep. It was a very successful channel. <laughs> he just kind of disappeared. I need to I need to get him back on here to get caught up on what he's doing. Yeah, I'm telling he's you, a, he's a busy, busy man. Oh yeah, because I think Blo- I think Blockhead went to visit him not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I think Blockhead's another guy who's like his his content's been very sporadic as well. I feel like just yeah. recent just recently yeah. he actually yeah he dropped a 
uh, Instagram notification and said it was like the first time in seven years that he hadn't had a weekly, you know, a, a weekly drop on on YouTube. And uh, mm-hmm. he had missed, a, you know, missed two or three weeks and everybody, you know, maybe thought he got into an accident and died. And it just, you know, he just I think he just needed that, you know, second to take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough, man. Creator burnout's like a real thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the consistency is how people fight through it or you know don't don't some people choose not to fight through it but it's uh you know it's we've been pretty consistent for a long long time and that's that's a big part of it and uh, we're just on our last podcast i think month of october we had like 19 or 20 uploads to youtube wow yeah yeah Um, if you if you look uh you, you know that when you're talking about that creator burnout uh uh if you guys know who blacktop devil is and then uh, they changed their name. They actually just put out a video and said they're done. They're uh, they're they're not doing YouTube anymore. Yeah, you have to enjoy it. You have to be passionate about it. And you know, I think the two of them had a great platform and you know a lot of opportunity for them. But if they're not into it for you know for them, they are you know it's uh they take a break and they might be back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I text Brian here and there, like him and I talk every now and again. But yeah, this has been a going through a lot of life change, going on the road full time. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, just to put a hint out there, I can't really spill the beans um, because I get in trouble. But everybody, be on the lookout for an announcement from HD on Saturday regarding uh, sweepstakes stuff Ooh. yeah Steaks. something pretty cool they're doing for the end of the year i can't spill the beans but i like cool. steaks. check it check out check out your local harley davidson dealership website or stop in and and check out what's going on okay that any Dustin. predictions for 24 guys what do you think we're going to see from the motor company did, what did you guys think of the year overall I thought the year. I thought the year was good. I, I like the fact. I mean, this is this is big for them. They changed direction. I like the direction they're heading. I feel like Harley is one of those iconic companies where, if they make too many changes, people are like, "Ah, oh, they're changing it and they're ruining it." You know, it's like mm-hmm. a like a you know putting a having a little kid in a Halloween costume telling him he's got to put a jacket on. You know, it's like you're ruining it. You're ruining it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh they need to make changes to keep up because people can't tell them that they can't change. And then Indian comes out with stuff that, you know, well, why isn't this in the Harleys? You know, the, the market, they need to change with the market. And I think they have many times over the years. I mean, when they came out the twin cam, you know, the Evo faithful, I'm not happy about that. When they came out with the Evo, you know, the, the people weren't happy about that. And then, you know, we came out with the M eight and they were like, well, that's a piece of trash, but you know, so every time they make a big change, it's like that. And I, I think that these CVOs that they put out this year are a big change, and yeah. I like them. Yeah, you I know? was I was a big fan of them. We've got a couple of street glides. The one road glide we got did sell. I think, I mean, personally, of the CVOs, I'm more of a fan of the newer ones anyway. I'm more of a fan of the street glide. I like how they integrated the, the lights into the fairing like they did. Because mm-hmm. that fairing just, it, it needed a rehaul. It needed something different. Yeah. And I hope it trickles down into, you know, the specials. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to continue to have a standard 107 anymore after this year. We'll just have to see. I don't know. So I, 
even if even if I did know anything, I wouldn't be able to spill the beans anyway because I'd get in trouble. But um, honestly, I haven't heard anything about that. So I think the one fourteen is a great motor. If you know, for people who haven't ridden one, um, I know you just you just got one. I had a one hundred seven. I wasn't happy with the one hundred seven. I thought going from a ninety six to a one hundred seven would be a big change. And I didn't really feel like it was, but I felt like going from the 107 to the 114. It's a completely different bike. Um, yeah. I'm 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 really liking the 114 a lot. And I mean, history tells us that those CVOs are going to trickle down into the model line. I mean, they'd kind of be fools not to do that. But I think we'll see more pairing down. Honestly, um, it seems like they're they're taking more models away in recent years than they are necessarily adding them. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. I mean, no, you know. I mean to have too much like they they used to have tons of mm-hmm. tons of different models, and having too much is probably a problem. That's probably one of the reasons why they got rid of my model. Yeah, but, but you had I mean there and there have been models like you know the V Rod that have kind of come and gone, and there have been models, you, you know, there have been several models over the years that have kind of like gone out there to test the waters a little bit or give somebody a little bit different or you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, 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 the V-Rod came back, though. It's called the Pan America. Oh. It's called the Sportster S. Yeah, it's called the Sportster S. Chunky, that that chunky little bastard. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think I think the only thing I think the only thing Harley, I think they've made a ton of great decisions. I, I, I love a, a lot of the decisions that they've made in the last probably three, four years. They've been hitting some bangers. The ST was a was an absolute rocket ship for them. Um, Dude, I love I love the fast Johnny Page job. Yeah, I'm not it, a fan of the ST wheel color and the bronze on it. I think if they just went went black with black and white, because we did see one at Bluegrass that they put white wheels on it, and it looked, looked a hell dope, of a yeah. lot better. Yeah, it looked dope. But the I mean, only overall, thing, that paint job was nice. Yeah, the only thing I think they're missing right now is is a sub ten thousand dollar bike. Yeah. I think they should have some type of bike. That is a introduction into the Harley market. That's under ten grand, out the door, under ten grand. Not, not you know, nine 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 five, and then after you get tax and license and everything, it's thirteen thousand, and you feel like you just got fucked over, right? right? That that we don't need to see something like that. You need to be out the door, under ten grand. They need a bike in that category. That's just my opinion, but those people need to go buy a Grom. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but that doesn't get you into the Carly culture, right? You, you need the cool yeah. guy ticket. You need the car to get you into the culture. And, and, and I think they need to have a, a, a sub $10,000 bike, right? What's the cheapest Sportster now? <laughs> 15 grand? Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, the, the, the Nightster the night, the Nightster is the last kind of, you know, kind of bastard stepchild of that, of that line. And it's about 14 grand. Wow. Yeah, I mean, prices have definitely gone up. I feel like I paid 16 for the Crossbones when I bought it in 09. You know, and I thought that that was a lot then. And, you know, right. Now I have a now, little now, now, if you go to uh, if you go out to Sturgis and you go to uh, the Harley dealership, uh, what Black Hills Harley-Davidson was selling those CVOs this year for 62 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean that's a that's a hell of a lot of money for a motorcycle. I mean if I if I pay sixty two thousand dollars for a motorcycle, I better get a hand job every time I sit down on it. Every time you go into a dealership. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Dustin's gonna drop that one in the suggestion box. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> we got one. Right next to the service department, ladies and gentlemen. CBO hand jo- CBO hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Kyle, if you're listening. <laughs> what's your, would be like, what's your, uh, what's your new, you know, what, what's your new job at Harley? Well, I, I'm the person that offers the hand jobs after you buy CBO. <laughs> new job description. <laughs> Executive hand job officer. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't wait to make that business card. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're a little over an hour. You guys, again, thanks for joining us tonight in the side chat, and thanks for sticking around. Uh, we're going to get out of here pretty soon. Bert, George, it was awesome to talk to you again. Sweet. It's exciting to know what you got going on in 24, and hopefully we see you at Sturgis. Yeah. I'm trying. He's trying. He's trying. trying. It's a good shot. It's a good chance. <laughs> All right. Make sure you ch- make sure you check out Baggers and Prues on YouTube and on Instagram. And you guys are on TikTok too, aren't you? We're yeah, we're on we're TikTok. On. And How is that treating sure you? Yeah, yeah. We're, not re- we're not real consistent with it. We I tell you what, I bet you get a lot of your political talk from that platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we actually do get some topics from there. We send each other some TikToks yeah. here and there, like like this. This is what I'm talking about. You can just start hitting the save button. You got content for a whole year in a matter of 20 minutes. But yeah, so, and if you're not, you know, if you're already following baggers and brewers on YouTube, go check out This American Ride. We are on apple spotify anywhere that you can consume your podcast and we do post video feeds on our youtube channel this american ride awesome and again guys reach out whenever the fundraiser is going on and everything if you need help of any sort definitely oh yeah yeah any way we can all right everybody thanks for joining five dirty bikers on this monday make sure you pay attention to the podcast in the coming couple of weeks we'll have jt film on and everybody have a good thanksgiving happy merch all right, yeah, my merch, 5dirtybackers.com. <laughs> Join the Discord because it's free. <laughs> fucking yeah, free. Fucking free. All right. We'll see you, everybody. Have a good night. Later.